Eight minutes past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. Bibleandbusiness.com is the online publication. Bill English is its uh, purveyor, its editor, its author. He's in studio with us. So how was it in Haiti? It was hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just dog-panting hot. So, um, you know, most of the time, we, we were in a place where um, ha- at, we were actually at the Haitian Queen, which is the uh, Evangelical Free Church's headquarters in Haiti. They have running water there. There was one sink we could drink out of the water from. And so, but there was no air conditioning for eight days. And, wow. uh, um, and just fans to try to cool you down. And uh, mm-hmm. you sweated for 24 hours a day. Yeah. So, How did you sleep at night? Just curious. Uh, three fans. And mm-hmm. sometimes well and sometimes not so well. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Uh, you came back, and I, I think you emailed me from your mobile phone shortly after you arrived home, and you said, this trip has been transformative. It has uh, changed my, my understanding, my view of poverty. Uh, what did you mean by that? Well, we read a book uh, uh, as a team before we went on the, uh, the trip called When Helping Hurts. And there's other books like this, like Toxic Charity, and they're they uh, they postulate the idea that poverty is a result of broken relationships, not a lack of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, okay, yeah, I get what they're saying, until I got down there. And uh, my idea of poverty changed on, uh, on Sunday morning when we went to church, and this guy with a studio-quality voice who's living in what we would consider to be squalor mm-hmm. uh, stood up in church, and he sang, Why Should I Feel Discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven's home? Um, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. That was a moving experience for you, and understandably so. I mean, there's a guy that lives on probably what I make in a day or a week. That's what he lives on in a year. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that he's happy and he's free right that guy is not in poverty he does not live in poverty because he's connected to jesus christ very interesting bill english he publishes bibleandbusiness.com he and uh, members of his church recently took a short-term mission trip to the nation of haiti and he's reflecting on some of his uh, experiences and uh, some of the wisdom he gleaned from this trip in particular how it uh, pertains to the issue of poverty. So that was the defining moment. And, and, and if I'm following the timeline here correctly, was this at early on at uh, the start of your stay there? Yeah, we landed on uh, Friday afternoon, and, and uh, Saturday we did some things. Uh, we went and carried water and prayed with families who live in mud huts, quite literally mud huts with tarps for walls and a little bit of tarp and tin for ceilings. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday morning was when we went to the local Haitian church uh, filled with uh, unbelievably uh, beautiful Christians. And, uh, and even though they live uh, very, very simply and, and just really economically, they're not, they're, you know, they're very poor. They were very on fire for the Lord. And uh, they were very happy. The kids were happy. They were content. They were not pining away. They didn't feel oppressed. They, they just were connected with God. And they were literally living out Philippians four twelve and 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
Bill English with BibleandBusiness.com is in studio with us. How does this juxtapose, what you experienced, what you learned in Haiti, how does that juxtapose and compare to uh, the ways in which we customarily characterize and look at poverty here in the United States of America? Yeah, you know, here in America, uh, we tend to define poverty as a lack of stuff. Right, Either you don't have good medical, or you don't have money, or you don't have clothes, or you don't have indoor plumbing, or you don't have, and you don't have, and you don't have. So we define mm-hmm. it as a lack of stuff. Um, I, I just don't define poverty that way anymore. You know, the, uh, the uh, Democrats will define it as, as a lack of stuff plus a, what I call a structural oppression within our uh, capitalistic system. So their response is to redistribute wealth and really have a, almost a hyper view of guarding the rights of the poor. The Republicans, I think, uh, define poverty as a lack of initiative and just a lack of vision and a lack of really caring about yourself. And so, to my knowledge, their only solutions are, you know, basically just let them fail until they figure out how to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, neither of those political uh, solutions are going to really get at the heart of poverty. There isn't enough, Austin, I'm I'm telling you, there isn't enough money in the world that you could pump into Haiti that would solve that problem down there. The only person who can solve that problem in Haiti is Jesus Christ. I'm I'm totally convinced of that. That said, what do people do as they seek to follow Christ in a downtrodden region like that? God God leaves it to all of us to be proactive, those of us in the West, those of us in other parts of the world. What's the doing part of that equation? You know, the doing part of that equation is to help the Haitians help themselves. And instead of giving them fish, we, we need to teach them how to fish. There are two different ministries down there. One is called Regenesis, and the other one is called Haiti Made that I bumped into, who are trying to teach people marketable skills so that they can begin to either manufacture uh, uh, goods and, uh, on their own for sale or that they can uh, perform services for other that would make them independent and self-sufficient. Seventy percent of the Haiti uh, men in, in Haiti are uh, unemployed. And uh, because they don't have the money to go to school, remember schools, not a, they don't have public education there, uh, so you have to buy all of your education. Because they don't have the money to go to school, most of them never get beyond second grade, maybe third grade at the most. And so uh, because they don't have good education, they don't have marketable skills, because of that they can't find work. Because they can't find work, they don't have income. Because they don't have income, they can't go to school. And it becomes this uh, a vicious cycle. And so these ministries are helping, are coming in and teaching people those who are willing to work hard anyways, marketable skills so that they can become self-sufficient. And that's an example of when helping helps. If all we do is just pump money into this thing, all we're going to do is um, keep the cycle going. And that's an example of when helping hurts. Yeah. All right. We'll continue with Bill English in just a moment. Making help actually help. Uh, Let's uh, pick up uh, at that point as we continue. 15 past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Don't go away. It's 17... We'll make that 18 minutes past the hour. Time marches on from the Faith Radio Network, Wednesday morning underway. Breakpoint with John Stone Street on the way in minutes. 
and uh, discussion on Christians and their government with apologist and author David Wheaton at about 35 minutes past the hour. Bill English is with BibleAndBusiness.com, and uh, he has just returned from a short-term mission trip, we'll call it, from the nation of Haiti. You mentioned that uh, you and your team that went from your church, Bill, to Haiti, before you went, you read a book, a very important book in my estimation, called When Helping Hurts. One of the co-authors of that book, uh, Brian Fickert, an economist, uh, has been on this program uh, a few times before. I remember him telling telling me this very interesting story of a short-term mission un- uh, effort undertaken whereby a church uh, collected clothing donations and sent them to some village in a remote part of the third world. And uh, turns out that really messed up the local economy because there were those who actually made a living making clothes and selling them for a profit. And he uses that as an illustration to say, hey, our best laid plans, our best of intentions here in the United States of America really can do damage if we're not thoughtful about it. Give us your thoughts about Christians being more thoughtful about how we seek to uh, care for those who are impoverished, uh, even in our own communities, but certainly around the world as well. Yeah, that sounds like a group who define poverty as a lack of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, that, and that's part of Fickert's point, yes. Yeah, and poverty isn't a lack of stuff. Poverty is a result of broken relationships. I would submit to you, by, as an aside, um, not to you, but to everybody listening, sure. that, that Jeffrey Skilling or Donald Trump lives in just as much poverty as the people in Haiti because they are fundamentally disconnected from God. And so uh, there is... Now, they may be more comfortable in their lifestyle, for sure, than, than those in Haiti, but I would submit to you that they are in, in just as much poverty. So, uh, look, you have, to, you have to, before you try to give, you need to get a hold of people who are on the ground in that region and uh, talk to those missionaries, see who is down there, and then follow their advice. Those missionaries know what's going on, and mm-hmm. they know what's going to hurt, and they know what's going to help. And sometimes the best help that you can give is to come down and give of your time rather than of your resources. So you are the second person to appear on this program in, what, less than three weeks, actually, having returned from a short-term mission trip. Uh, Our great friend Ted Ross, uh, who works here at the Faith Radio. Yeah, he was there, actually, about two weeks before you were there. Same same country in in the nation of Haiti. And uh, short-term mission work is something that's very appealing, very attractive to people. What would you want uh, listeners to know about how best to plan uh, a short-term mission trip in such a way that you are effective, that you do help, and that you don't hurt. Some guidelines on that. Yeah, so like I said, so the first one would be to listen to the missionaries on site and coordinate and adjust your schedule to what the missionaries say will be most helpful. They are the ones on the ground. They have the intel, and they know the culture, and they know uh, what's really going to help and, and what's going to hurt. And so in, in that vein, you need to be flexible, um, and you need to realize that American ways of doing things are not always going to work well in other cultures, so you really need to be flexible. And just one other point on this. You need to be flexible, okay? I, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but you need to be flexible <laughs> because— uh, I notice Aaron McIntyre is <laughs> writing the word flexible yeah. on our erasable whiteboard. Thank there you. you thank you for that, Aaron. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, you, you just got to listen to the missionaries and be flexible. I'm going to tweet that, by the way. Keep talking. Go right ahead. 
So, and, and I suppose one other thing then is really seek the mind of the Lord. Make sure that you're walking in righteousness, righteousness and not in sin, and that you are willing to re- really take on just about any task that is asked of you that's within reason within your wheelhouse. Now, if you're, if you don't even know how to swing a hammer and you're asked to build a house, that's probably, you're probably not a good fit for that trip. Uh, but for the most part, if, if your job is to clean the dishes and to clean the toilets at the end of the day, then that's what you do. And you leave your ego and you leave your ideas of how great you are at the border. You just leave that behind and you're just there to serve. For the American Christian who never endeavors to take a short-term mission trip, what are they missing? One of the greatest opportunities to have God work in their heart. Seriously. And, and, I mean, seriously. I, I, sorry for the dead air there, but uh, seriously, um, there are things. Why do we send our kids to Christian camps? We send them there in part because God can work on them at a camp in a way that he probably can't work on them at home. Why, right. do, why do we go on mission trips? In part so that God can work on us and get us out of our comfort zones uh, to change us in ways that is going to be very difficult when we're always in our routines back here in the States. So as much as we go with the intent of serving others and, and letting God work through us to impact other people's lives, you're saying sometimes we, when we open ourselves up, we remain, our keyword, flexible and allow ourselves to be used in a way that is truly constructive. Some of the best uh, returns, if you will, are what God does with us. It really is. You know, you go to a third world country, you're going to come back and you are not going to value your stuff the way you did when you left. You just won't. Yeah. You, you, you can't. Uh, well stated as always. Bill English, purveyor, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. Some thoughts on poverty after his uh, return from a trip to the uh, otherwise impoverished nation of Haiti. He's written very elo- very eloquently about this, and I'll put this out on our uh, Twitter account as well. Uh, his uh, editorial piece is entitled simply "On Poverty." Very well done, by the way. I read hey, this thanks. over the weekend. I appreciate it. Listen, good to see you. I'm I'm um, uh, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're safe. And uh, thank you for passing along these life lessons. This is very valuable for all of us. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me back, and I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. We will see you then. Bill English, BibleandBusiness.com on poverty. 25 minutes past the hour. It's the Faith Radio Network. Breakpoint on the way in moments. And still to come, apologist and author David Wheaton weighing in on Christians and their governments. Very interesting relationship indeed. All this and more coming up from the Faith Radio Network. 